Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 415, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing good, Parts. Have you been back to the uh, back to the grind golfing again, or, or what's going on? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's stag day. Oh, that's right. I had the invite down. Did you, you have find the, the invite. For- Did so you find guess who the... God, oh, you it on this thing. I'm going to smash this stupid thing. <laughs> we got camera malfunctions over here. Oh, I hate this camera. They give you, like, three-inch cord. Four. Yeah. That's okay. I don't need to see. As long as I can hear you, Pards. Right. <laughs> so what, what do you got going? Uh, you said that you got you got one more? Yeah, so it's me, Mr. Casciano, the captain, and they, f- they filled the spot oh, okay. with the communist Rick Silverstein. Oh, no. Yes, this is fantastic. So you could work your Wanda Moisant magic the whole time. Yep. Wait, yeah. I thought you were going to say like Levi Root or something. No, he's tra- he travels all the time. He's in California right now. Like every oh, time I'm I'm on, like I see like the the reels at the top, and he's yeah. always on an airplane. I'm like, what does this guy do? Yeah, good for him. Hey, you want to play? Yeah. You want to play in the Saturday game? No, I'm going to be in New Orleans. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. So back. So this will be your first time since the yeah. member guest. Yeah. But you have you gone and like hit balls and putt or anything? Uh, yeah. Okay, you just haven't haven't played yet. It's very interesting. How do you expect it to go? Because you ended on a pretty good note on that last nine. Uh, Pards, you, you just you never know what you're gonna get. It's just a crapshoot, isn't it? It's like Forrest Gump. It's like life's a box of cookies. You just <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, you just can't build on it, right? No. You have a that's, handful that's of pards and a handful part. of doubles. Yeah. The problem was we didn't have those handful of pars the first couple days, did we? No. That was really the problem that we came across. Did you enjoy the players? I don't think the uh, the players enjoyed the players. It looked like it was miserable. I, I can't get over that 17th hole. Oh, the on the Saturday when it was windy or whatever? Like... I mean, just in general. <clears throat> oh, just in general. It's so hard. The, I mean, it's such a short. They're, they're trying to hit a pitching wedge. They spin it too much. Do you see Sergio like hit it like thirty feet beyond the pin and he spun it off into the water? On that was Monday, I think. I'm, I'm not even talking about that. Like just the flails out to the right that like missed oh, yeah. by like 
30 yards. It's like, what? Yeah, but you know what they say? Like, you don't realize it because they show mostly the good shots on TV. But they said a tour pro, on average, hits the green only like 38% of the time from 150 yards. Mm, that sounds low, but I guess if that's a stat, it's a stat. I, I I might have the numbers wrong, but there was something like that where it's like shockingly low. And the average distance from like 100 yards is like 34 feet or something like that on tour. So they these guys that put it tight when they're in the zone and they're playing good, yeah, they make it look easy. But to have a hole where you literally either you hit the green or you're in the water, that's that's tough to do, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look at us on number eight. <laughs> we didn't even have to do that, and we could barely barely get it over. We didn't get it over. Just gets in your head. But it's it's uh that's a good hole though. That's one that I could see like stationing out, couldn't you? If you went to that tournament that you just like hang out by the seventeenth and watch them hit shots there all day. Oh sure. That'd be a good one. They said the weather, like it got cold too after all that rain, right? Was yeah, it... cold front. Yeah, it was cold up there. They said it was, it was like thirty eight in the morning. Yeah, I think it was in the twenties overnight. But yeah, when they started playing, it was in the thirties. Did it get super cold by you, or did that no? It wasn't terrible. It was cold, but not terrible. So I had the best weather when I was down there. You had nice weather, didn't you? That was fantastic. I think it was record highs. They were saying, right? Yeah, those days. It was nice and warm. But it wasn't humid. It was perfect. It was best one of the day. Best one of the day. What else is going on down in your neck of the woods? We have a WDW Beyond the Gates premiere Steakhouse 71 dining review. Oh, yeah. So as you listen to this, it would just have come out on uh, Tuesday evening. So go to YouTube.com, search for WDW Beyond the Gates. And we talked about it last week in our episode. And now this week you can uh, watch the video. Came out pretty good, I think. I think oh, having yeah. two idiots who want to talk instead of eat helps because when you try to do it with Susie, like she grits or bites her tongue and grits her teeth as you throw the camera in her face. It doesn't seem like she wants to be as much of a participant in the review as I do. That's right. No. So probably no, I gotta drag her. <clears throat> like when you guys are going out for Christmas Eve dinner, the last thing she wants is the GoPro in her face, it seems like. Right. It's understandable, uh, isn't it? I oh totally. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying that I can uh you can kind of get a better better feel for the meal, maybe. There's nothing worse when we're walking out to get into the car and I just have like five bags of cameras and I just get that eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) The five bags of cameras. That is good. (laughs) You I'm like looking at one, like I completely paused it because I was looking for what template I used to write down the descriptions of the food oh yeah and it this thing's paused the amare one it's just paused mm-hmm. and there's just a fork full of uh calamari tentacles i mean oh, that's what you just... have in my office pictures of calamari and yeah wedge salads that's pretty good though not the worst things to look at i've been definitely starting to uh dive in more to some some options for the summer so I'm getting getting a little excited. I don't know exactly. I don't have any plans set in stone yet, but I did book a flight. I have that set because I was so trying that's to, all done. I was trying to beat the price increase. I don't know if I mentioned that last week or not, but 
I booked a flight. Well, multiple flights. So we'll be down at some point. And I just don't know yet where we're staying or what we're doing and how many days we're going to the parks and things like that. But we're going to do Disney. The girls want to do it. It's the 50th. I haven't been in the parks in a while, so it'll be good. Be good to do the 50th, I think. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about that before it happens. Is there anything else you want to bring up here in the uh, in the intro, or, or are you are you good to go? No, we can take our first break parts. All right, yeah, I don't really have anything uh, anything too. Been a quiet week, on. hasn't it? It was kind of quiet under the radar. I was watching. Uh, you're not excited. You don't care about March Madness, really, do you? Uh, not really. No. Like you'll watch. I assume you'll watch on Thursday, yeah. though. Yeah. But you don't have any. I mean, you have any feelings on it? Any picks? Any uh, uh, inklings? Or you just go with Kansas because you like them? I don't know. There's just so much parody. I mean, Kansas is pretty solid. They had a good season. Tennessee is red hot. People like them. Yeah, Tennessee's interesting team. Very good. I, I don't like know reading... if I could. I don't know if I could root for them due to Richard Bass, how he sandbagged us in that thing, though. You're still sour about that, aren't you? I'm pretty sure they sandbagged us, don't you? How do you play from the golds? I just don't get it. Playing from the ladies' tees, hitting at two thirty. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I like uh, I don't like Providence's chances. I was looking at the rankings after they got the pick. Mm-hmm. They're they're a number four seed, right? Yeah. And in the final, and they're playing South Dakota State. South Dakota State is the first team receiving votes, so they're like ranked twenty sixth in the country right now by the AP. And they're and they 13. got a 13 seed. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. They're, they're, they're a weird team. You see all these homers, like, just, oh, they're getting – oh, they should be higher. Like, who cares if they're number five or number 11 in the country? Right. Yo, know, back in February, oh, you know, they just beat Villanova. They, how come they're getting no respect? Well, they had a lot of terrible losses. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, they could prove everybody wrong. Make a run to the Elite Eight, then you know you're at least in the top eight, right? I'm reading. I'm reading articles like LSU thinks they might be able to get Bill Self away from Kansas. It's like, oh yeah, that's a high-profile basketball school. Yeah, but it could be more money. Yeah. LSU's never gonna. They're not gonna spend more than Kansas. I don't know. Didn't they? Who who drew away a big name that I was surprised in the SEC? They just have so much more money. The SEC programs have more money than. Oh every well, other that that conference. guy. He was probably gonna get fired anyways. The Florida coach who went to Georgia. Oh, no, that's not who I'm thinking of. It, it was a couple years ago. I'm, I can't think of who it was. I'll think of oh, it. Oh, so, was it the South Carolina coach? Frank, Frank Martin? Uh, what's his name? Frank Martin? Yeah. Well, no, he just got fired, too. Yeah, but South Carolina took him away from somewhere. From Kansas State? Yeah. That could be. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But uh, either way, I just... You never know. I mean... What does Bill Self have to have left to prove in Kansas? If they tell him he could make seven million dollars a year or something at LSU, that's hard to pass up, isn't it? I don't know. What does he have to prove? Win some national championships. Yeah. Well, he could also be skirting the. Uh, well, I guess it would follow him wherever he goes if there's any sanctions like this other guy that they just had to fire. That will Wade because that was all the same investigation, right? The Kansas investigation. Oh, I don't know. I just heard like ten years ago that they were gonna like. 
get nuked, and I haven't heard anything after yeah. that. Nothing really happened, so who knows? All I know is I hope Coach K loses in the second round to Michigan oh. State. That would be fantastic. Oh. I would really enjoy that. Who are they playing in the second round? Well, they, they would either play Michigan State or Davidson in the second round. And you know the tournament CBS is salivating at the idea of Izzo versus Coach oh, K in the second Izzo. round. I'd love to see. T- I don't even like. I don't like Michigan State, but I hate Duke. So I'd. I'd I like Tom Izzo though. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good coach. They're in. They're in Yukon's region, so maybe my Huskies can make a run. They're a very bipolar team, Yukon. So they're either going to get hot and and win a couple games, or they could lose in the first round, very just as easily. How's that for analysis? That's good. Coin they could flip. either win or yeah. they could lose. They no, could win good. or lose. Those are the two. They're probably not going to tie. I'd be shocked if there was a tie. How's that? Anyway, let's take a break. Anyway, okay. Right back. We are back from break, episode number 415 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about some news from across Walt Disney World. And a few things, uh, a few rumors and and new uh, items coming out recently. Nothing too crazy, but uh, a few few things coming out. And uh, sorry, go ahead. You, you look no, like I'm, no, I have nothing. No, I'm nothing. Oh, I just look have like this you're... microphone hiding me because I can't. Get this oh, you try, I'm gonna end to... up smashing it, don't you think? You could. I mean, I've seen you with a seven iron. <laughs> I'll tell. I'll tell you, like, good shot, and you'll try to break your club. Sometimes I'm gonna smash this. This Is thing's get... pissing me off. It's getting. You're getting mad again. It hasn't yeah. moved though since you put it there. I just. I can't. It used to sit on the speaker, but now I can't get it to sit on the speaker. Oh. See, mine has like a little flap on the back that like holds it up against it. Oh boy! Now I'm looking at the ceiling. This could go bad. I don't want to edit parts, so just bite your tongue if you if you're gonna lose your mind. Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll try to keep it in check. <laughs> you could just take a look at. Now my desk calendar's falling. Yeah, this I'm gonna be smashing something. <laughs> I'm gonna send you an uh, extension, an Amazon a USB extension cord, so you can plug this thing in and have have more cord to work with. You do have nice ceiling fans, though. I'll say that. They're very nice ceiling fans. <laughs> For all the people listening, they're very much enjoying this part of the episode. Yeah, those are upgrades. I spent some money on that. I didn't do the Home Depot ceiling fans. No, those are nice. 
Anyway, we got some news items to get to. Let's get to it, pards. I think the first one that we should talk about kind of like goes in with last week, and we're we're back at Steakhouse Seventy One. Yeah, and we got a a special brunch menu. I know that you love hearing those words, don't you? I like all those words. Anything that's different, or you know, brunch is good. You had that epic experience at uh, the California Grill brunch on Easter a few years back. That still to this day sounds like one of the best dining experiences available on property. I don't know. Did they ever bring that brunch back from California Grill? I don't think I don't believe so. That thing was I don't I mean it wasn't cheap, but did you feel like you got a pretty good value out of that of course. when you did it a couple years ago? Anytime you can get steak and eggs, sushi. Bottomless mimosas, not that you drink that, but yeah. I didn't like that the Bloody Marys were an upcharge though. Not a big fan of that aspect of it, but I guess that's it's uh that's nitpicking. So this brunch they're gonna have um at Steakhouse seventy one is available on Easter and Mother's Day from seven thirty AM to two PM. And there's some certain highlights on here, so it's not totally uh inclusive of everything that's going to be on the menu but the nice thing that uh i think you like and that i like about it as well is it's that mix that california that uh that grand floridian cafe like mix of breakfast and and lunch items that really excite you does isn't it yes i mean the idea of getting that onion soup and then having one of the perfect breakfast items yeah or so you can some, just get that with the uh, prime rib hash. That prime rib hash sounds fantastic. So you've been twice for breakfast and you have not tried the prime rib hash yet, correct? No, that's incorrect. No, that was what I had the second time. Oh, the second time. And it was very good, right? Oh, was, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Good. I mean, the, the eggs benedict. So you can get the, uh, the prime rib hash, eggs benedict, the bacon and eggs, which that's the perfect bacon and eggs, right? That The perfect mm-hmm. egg, that's the appetizer. And then the onion soup is on there. I believe there's other um, other things on the menu, but that was just the like the highlights of it, some of the options on there because I can't imagine that was the only only four or five things on there. Let's see. I'm pulling it up off the official Disney website, see if anything else is added. Oh, that's really it. Yeah, it just says it includes the, the, those are the highlights. So the brunch menu features a variety of delectable dishes. Highlights include those five things. So there might be some special. Uh, we'll have to keep our eyes open on Easter, see if we get some uh, pictures of the menu and things like that. Because I'd be interested to see what else they add to it, if there's anything. Because those all the options there are available either at lunch or breakfast, correct? Correct, yeah. I wonder if they'll create anything unique for this brunch. I wouldn't be shocked if they do. I wouldn't either. But you know they'll have they'll probably have like those crab cake they have like crab cake sliders, don't they? On the menu as the mm-hmm. appetizer, so those will probably be on there. That's a very brunchy thing. Some shrimp cocktail, something like that. But it sounds good. I'd I'd love to get there at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock Easter morning. Have a nice drawn out brunch. Some French onion soup, bacon and eggs. Prime rib hash. That sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah. 
I mean, just adding French onion. I think they should just add French onion soup to every breakfast menu for an appetizer. I think you that think you could get trick. that in like just an omelet, like a Canadian uh, Weston. That wouldn't be bad, would it? No. Bowl of French onion soup, a hot cup of coffee, and uh, the three pancakes with a side of bacon. Did you tell okay. your dad about that soup? Yes. What, what What did he say? I told him he would love the place, especially for lunch, because they got a really good menu. He's like, oh, was it expensive? And I told him, said the onion soup was 10 I said the burger was 20 Oh, that's not bad. He said, especially now that Grand Floridia Cafe doesn't have onion soup anymore, I'm going to have to go there because he's an yeah, onion yeah. soup guy. I think he'll check it out because he liked the wave. He yeah. went to the wave at least once, once or twice. So I think he would check so it out. That was very good. And like we said, you can go to our YouTube page and check out our review there or listen to last week's episode of the podcast and hear what we thought about the lunch. And go back, uh, what, six, seven weeks earlier, we have a breakfast review from you guys over there as well. That was during the the pilot trip, right? You went there for breakfast two days in a row? Correct. I don't yeah. think we ever put that video up, though. The video? No, I'm saying on the podcast we talked oh, about. Correct, yes. Yeah. So anything else you want to add about the uh, brunch? Are there any other... Uh, what other places do you think could easily do a brunch that doesn't do one now? Like a per Not even just special occasions, like permanently. Like how how the uh, California Grill tried to do the Sunday brunch. What's a place you think could really do a good one that doesn't? Uh, that could do I know a I'm good putting one. you on the spot. Like how about... How about Olivia's? Because that's the only option they have that's on true. that old Key West campus. I mean, they're open for breakfast already, so it wouldn't be too much for them. And just kind of add in, like, you could do that southernmost fried chicken and then make it, like, chicken and waffles if you wanted for some people. I know you don't like that, but you could have that same fried chicken and the grits. They have the shrimp and grits. That's a good brunch menu item. That's not a bad idea. I'm thinking, and I'm always thinking this way. Imagine like a a Boma brunch buffet. The best what would you like to see worlds. on that? You get the full carving station. Like you could double up the carving stations. Remember those meats they had roasting when we were having breakfast there? Like you switch up more to the prime rib style. More like the fancier dinner meats to go with some of that breakfast stuff. You get more desserts in there. People like that. Those zebra domes, those aren't available at breakfast. I know people like those things, right? Yeah. Even you like those things, don't you? They were good. Yeah. Have you ever tried them? Add some soups? No, I've never had one. Yeah, they're I, good. I, I think I will be able to end that streak this summer if everything goes to plan. But, uh, that. Yeah, I mean, just imagine that the. Everything basically the same with the Boma breakfast buffet, except they add in all their soups, their dinner soups, and the dinner carving stations. That would be pretty good for a brunch. Because you're a soup guy anyway. Mm-hmm. And they have some pretty unique soups over there. That's another thing you got to try when you did that food tour, right? Wasn't it the soup? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a that was just a kind of a quick thought I had. Not I didn't put a lot of a lot of thought into it. Narcusi would be a great spot for a brunch, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, they did it momentarily too. Oh, that's right, they did Remember? have it a couple there. years yes, ago. That's right. That's like perfectly suited 
location wise like nothing cooler than hanging out by the water uh, having a little brunch that's why olivia's would fit perfect it has that vibe to it yeah i think so yeah all right what which one do you want to talk about next mike you sent me these stories and there's the there's the one i'm going to be a little mad about and the one i'm going to be really mad about do you want oh to wow why don't we do the little mad about first and then we'll finish we'll finish with a bang. How do you think how do you feel about that? Okay, which one do you think I'm a little mad about? I think you're a little mad about the uh new Polynesian DVC. Yeah, it's actually the opposite. I'm more mad oh. about that. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. So we'll start with the uh I'm I'm more sad about this one, which is the uh rumor that the Hoop De Doo musical review is to be replaced with the Bluegrass Music Act at Pioneer Hall. And the reason I'm not as mad about this is because they're still keeping it a dinner show. I don't like that they're getting rid of, potentially, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had at Walt Disney World. But at least they're not like bulldozing it and putting in something stupid. They're just replacing that the, the performance aspect of it. Yep. Which is disappointing and a little sad, but it doesn't infuriate me. So let's see what the uh, what the rumor says here. It is rumored that the Hoopty Doo musical review will be replaced with a new performance, simply being described as a bluegrass music act. Um, Hoopty Doo consisted of two hours of Wild West dancing, singing, and zany antics. In between the skits, the guests could chow down on buckets of all you can eat. Fried chicken, smoked barbecue ribs, tossed green salad, baked beans, fresh baked cornbread, and the sh- strawberry shortcake. I forgot how good the baked beans were there. I forgot I forgot they had the baked beans. Those are fantastic at Hoopty Doo. Um, unsurprisingly, the entire cast of the show was laid off in late 2020. And according to a source, some cast formerly involved in the Pioneer Hall dinner show have reportedly heard there will be a new show in town when the venue does return. This rumor is circulating uh, following the long-delayed announcement that the Spirit of Aloha dinner, dinner show is permanently closed. So that's fun. We'll talk about that shortly. And uh, this is only a rumor. So take it with a grain of salt, it's saying. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if this one did come true, that they're just going to change the show and, and revamp it. But it would be... Actually, it's not that far off from what they're doing. Like bluegrass and the kind of the same. It's very similar music style and old west to the bluegrass. Like, I don't have a huge problem with it. You just put in some banjo music. You can still have the humor and everything added in. But I would definitely miss the Hoop Did You Review act if it goes away. You know, if they got rid of the dinner show completely, that would be very bad. But if they just want to uh, change the act, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay with upset. this. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's time. I don't mind. I mean, there's some things that you don't want to see change, just because like it makes me a little sad because I never got to take the girls to it. Because last time we went, they were a little young to appreciate it, and now it's not going to be open, and it might never be hoopty doo review again. So that is a little, a little upsetting. Kind of like the. Uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, they never got a chance to see that, or any nighttime parade for that matter, because apparently those don't exist at Disney World anymore. The nighttime parades, which were some of the most fun and memorable parts of like my trips 
when I got back into Disney. I love the nighttime parades. I love doing the hoopty doo review. All that stuff's gone. Um, but having a dinner show there will still be mm-hmm. worthwhile, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it'll give them an excuse to change up the menu. As much as I like that food there, I wouldn't hate a revamped menu at that hoopty doo review either. No, neither would I. You know, I did say like I love the beans. The beans are very good cornbread was good everything was good i like that meal a lot but you can get that exact meal at like 10 different quick serves at walt disney world which isn't that far off from the quality of it so if Mm -hmm. they did something a little more unique doesn't even have to be upscale just more unique that you can only get really at, at fort wilderness and at that show that would make it even more appealing to me um the problem is no matter what they put there people are going to kill it i think you know the miserable people like me and you not saying that you and i would be the ones to kill it but there's going to be people that are saying it's not as good as hoopty do they bring back hoopty do they should have never got rid of that show no matter how good it is I oh think sure that's going to be the kind of like uh with illuminations all the all the disney nerds like us don't like the new show and they said, oh, they should have kept Illuminations. It's not as good as Illuminations. And whether that's true or not, which I haven't seen Harmonious. I haven't even watched a video of it because I, I kind of want to judge it in person for the first time. So I don't really know. But it's never going to feel the same, especially as something that you experienced in childhood or have fond memories of. That's why people like you and I, we don't like the change. You don't like, you know, all the different things at Epcot. That's why you like the uh the rio di tiempo better than the grand fiesta tour because you remember it from when you were a kid correct you know but i i've only known the grand fiesta tour so i like it and i think it's fantastic and it's not a bad you know like it's it's that kind of mentality that's hard to get away from as a disney fan but it also a lot of the stuff's inevitable that's it's going to change and I don't have a huge problem with it. It's when they take away and not bring anything back that drives me nuts, like the go back to the nighttime parades. When they just get rid of it and don't replace it with anything. That's kind of like a big middle finger, in my opinion. But if they're just going to change the show and revamp it and, and bring it back, that's just the way it goes. I don't have a problem with that, really. Seems like you generally agree, at yes. least on that aspect. Yes. You know, like I don't mind. I don't mind a change. No, I, don't I really either. don't. I will miss Hoopty Doo review though. That was that's probably that time that we all went on that 2014 trip, and we were all a little toasty on the bus on the way back, laughing and like that's still one of my favorite Walt Disney World memories. Didn't I clear out half the bus too? I don't know if that was the same bus ride. Oh, you? Th- <laughs> I think that might have been a different bus ride on the same trip. Oh, I remember my uh, your sit. Oh, cousin Mike. Like it could have been. It's possible. I mean, that was later in the ride. I just remember like we were in the entire like back half of yes. the bus and just laughing and making fools of ourselves. And I think there's even a picture of me, my two sisters, and and Sarah and you like sitting along the back wall, and we're all yes. like giggling. Yes, which is a very good picture. So. 
Now I might get a, if they take away the bottomless uh, Bud Lights, that could be a problem. That's what makes that show. Oh, absolutely, it does. That's the best part. It's because I think if I think if you sit there for two hours completely sober, you're like, that was awful. A, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think they need that. That's part of the part of the uh, entertainment. Is the people around you getting drunker and drunker as the day goes on? Remember, he couldn't keep up with us. Oh, every time he brought us one, we we needed another one. Did he just bring out? He's like, we don't have pitchers here, but he brought us like pitchers. Yeah, he did that for me and your sister one time because we were killing. Oh, really? Him. Yeah, he just started bringing us out pitchers. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny when they can't keep up. That's a good good thing. That's like the one experience you can really make your money worth at Disney World. Oh, especially for a clown like me, yeah. Yeah, like $70. You're like, okay, if I have 10 Bud Lights, that's 70 bucks right there. The food's free. You know, 10 Disney Bud Lights. Yeah, the food and the, the entertainment's free right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best one of the day. All right, should you have any final thoughts here? Or are you uh, obviously wait to see if this gets confirmed or if there's anything that goes with it, but... I don't really have a huge problem with that one. Nope. I do have a problem, however, with uh, this next thing. Which do you? Do you have a problem with it, Pards? I do not. You don't. You like you like towers. Didn't say that. Well, okay. So there's a new uh, hotel tower coming to the Polynesian Village Resort. Walt Disney World has announced plans to build a new DVC tower at the Polynesian Village Resort. In this post, we'll share details, blah, blah, blah. Located on the shores of the Seven Sea Lagoon and on the monorail line, the proposed project will replace Disney's Spirit of Aloha dinner show. Um, Spirit of Aloha has not reopened since the closure two years ago and is now permanently closed. Uh, the, the new Disney Vacation Club wing will essentially be between the existing Polynesian Village Resort and Disney's Wedding Pavilion which is adjacent to the Grand Floridian. Um, I don't know. I just don't like the towers in general. I don't love closing the spirit of Aloha. And the concept art does not look like the... Like, if you told me... If you just showed me a picture of the hotel... And you said, where is this? I would say it looks like uh, luxury apartments in like celebration or something. Does it ha does it say anything like Polynesian about it? It doesn't fit in with the no, rest the of the resort. No, the concept doesn't really do anything. But <laughs> the other thing is, though, whatever happened to that other? Like, they're going to build this resort, but what happened to that one they were going to build? At uh, Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. That yeah, one that there. one looks like it's scrapped. So why not like go back to that one instead of this thing? I guess it'd probably make more money on this one. But I mean, it's a great location. I don't love that they're taking away Spirit of Aloha, but that's not a huge loss to me. Some people really like that. I just think it's going to be a huge eyesore in between like the two most know, aesthetically you... pleasing resorts. You're going to have this like Hilton looking, you know, hotel tower just standing out right along the water. Yeah, what... I'd be interested to see what it actually looks like because the uh, contemporary is a high rise, as is the Grand Floridian. 
Grand Floridian Grand... DBC is a good eight or nine stories. Yeah, it, it's just it the location of it really, really bugs I, me. There's nowhere else to put it, though. Well, at the Polynesian, there's not. There's plenty of places on property they could build a new resort, like the one they already had planned. That senses one, which just went away. Yeah, but I think the Polynesian needs it. They just had the refurb, though. Yeah, like, they had the they refurb. They need more rooms, you mean? No, no, no. They need they need uh, one and two bedrooms oh. and some suites. That's the problem is that they're all studios right now. Yeah. Because they refurb one or two of their buildings. So I think they're the only DVC that doesn't have a one or two bedroom. I guess I feel like not every hotel needs to be a DVC. Like um, they... Yeah, but they'll all... The deluxes are, yeah, but they don't have. They didn't have to be. They are now. That's the way it's been going. But they weren't intent. They weren't originally intended to be that way. I mean, the grounds are going to be non-existent. That was the beauty of like staying at the Polynesian was the walk in between the buildings, those two-story buildings, and and the grounds there. And now it's just going to be this, just like they did to Coronado. I still think that looks terrible when you drive up. And see the Grand Destino Tower in the Riviera. Like, they're just going this direction. I understand you could fit more rooms on a smaller footprint, so I know why they're doing it. It just doesn't fit in. Oh, well, now it's fitting in more and more because they're doing it everywhere. But I, I hated when they started doing the towers, and it's just getting to the point where it's getting worse and worse. It's just going to be a bunch of like Hiltons and Holiday Inns. I mean, when are they going to knock down the All Stars and just put in? These like Bronx looking like Section Eight high rises over there can fit more rooms. Might as well. Also, they just had a their uh, earnings call, right? Their stockholder meeting, right? And they talked about how they had to scrap a bunch of these projects they had already announced because they're waiting for revenues to come back. Why is this one getting greenlighted so quick? Because it's quick money. Yeah, I I know the answer, but I'm saying it's it's another thing where they just take away guest experience and just add in more things that cost more money. Which that's what they should do as a business, but it doesn't make me as a fan happy. I don't know. Like I'm sure the Riviera is beautiful inside, mm-hmm. but I have no desire. I would n- never really want to stay there because there's no grounds. Such a tiny little footprint. Not a lot of great places to walk around. It doesn't seem like... It doesn't feel like a a resort. It just feels like a hotel. Like, that's the difference. All these places that you spend $700 a night, like, they feel like resorts. Maybe that's why the contemporary never really appealed to me. Right. Like, we've always talked about that. I never loved the contemporary because they, they don't have a lot of grounds, except the backside of it's pretty nice. Yeah, the, the backside's really nice, I think. But... You know, like the Polynesian, Animal Kingdom, all these places, there's just so much great space, Wilderness Lodge, to walk around and just take it all in. And that's just getting taken away and and not even built anymore. But, I mean, why do you like it? What are you looking forward to? Just You're just hoping for a signature restaurant. That's your main thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some new eating options. 
Yeah, I'm sure there'll be two or three restaurants. In and there. they, de- like I said, they desperately need one and two bedrooms. I guess. I mean, they do I, for DVC members. I just don't really care as not being a DVC member and not ever going to stay in a one or two bedroom there. That doesn't selfishly. I could care less about that. You don't know that, though. Someday you might. I don't think I could ever justify it. You can't justify it. There's a lot of things that you have that you can't justify. That's true, but those things that I can't justify are still less than staying one night at like a two bedroom at a DVC. I mean, the way that your corporate career is going right now, mm-hmm. in a couple of years, getting a two bedroom at Old Key West, I mean, you're not even going to blink at it anymore. See, that's the problem. I don't it's think matter no matter how it. much money I have, I still don't think I could do it. Like we talked about that. I know you're you're joking about that part, but. Like I don't what, care how that... quickly you're climbing the corporate ladder. I'm not dead climbing serious. That quickly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I saw the watch that you brought to the member guests. Oh, as yeah. did a lot of me- <laughs> as did a lot of the members. Yeah, that's why I got I got connections now. It's a little bling bling there. But um, yeah, I I mean it's just it's one of those things that yeah selfishly it doesn't appeal to me because it's not going to be for me either. Like, I'll never stay at the Polynesian because I can't afford their rack rate rooms. I'm not going to be able to afford their two bedrooms. No. the DVCs. No. So, like, this is just another thing that's taken away stuff I like when I go hang out at the Polynesian. So, it's something that I'm not going to be able to enjoy. Yeah, but so, it's kind of so lost in the corner. You never go over to that corner. I mean, that place is dead. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be such an eyesore. Hmm. I mean, you come around the corner at Coronado. That used to be like set off in the back. You didn't even know that resort was there. And now there's this ugly tower. I mean, granted, this doesn't look as bad as that, even in the concept art. Because how how big is the Grandestino? Is that like 14, 15 mm. stories? Yeah, I mean, it's, that... high. It's, it's like contemporary size. Yeah. This one doesn't look as bad. This looks like eight or nine stories. So it's not quite as as obnoxious, but I still don't like it. I still don't like it, but doesn't matter what I like. And it'll sell out in two minutes, too, so it, it'll justify itself. I'm not saying they're not going to make money. They're not going to regret doing it. But it's just little things that take away. I don't know. They'll never build another resort like Caribbean Beach. They'll no. never build another moderate or a value, will they? I don't think they need to. Yeah, I don't think they will. I mean, if they're getting $250 a night for Pop Century, why are they going to build a value? They have plenty of room. They could do it if they wanted to. But they also don't have anywhere to put these people. Like, they're building more rooms and more rooms, but they're not building more things for those people to do while they stay in these rooms. So it's hard to hard to say. I don't know. They should build another golf course parts. Right on the right on the lagoon. That'd be a good spot. In between the Grand Floridian and the Poly, put a little nine hole golf course there. That I could get on board with. I don't think the acreage is there for that. You were all about the golf courses, aren't you? I love it. You know, I'm not, I'm being, you know, I'm joking about that, but 
you talk about the golf courses there. You, they're such an afterthought, but they're always completely banged out, aren't they? All the time. So they could probably build a fourth course and it would be banged out. It's crazy. The thing is, is that they had two more that they sold. Oh, that's right. I mean, over, I think it was the Four Seasons. Yeah, that one that's over there. Over by uh, Fort Wilderness. and. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, they, if they wanted to, they would. I'm sure they're happy with the arrangement they have now. I mean, that's just a constant revenue source, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what their deal is because it's all done through Arnold Palmer Arnold Golf Palmer management. management. So I don't know right. if they get a set like fee from them and it's always constant or if they get paid per – like I wonder if Arnold Palmer gets paid per round and then they just pay Disney, you know, a lease almost to run it. I'd be interested to know what that what that deal is. I I, I know we would never find out, but – you know what I'm saying? Like, does Arnold Palmer give them a million dollars a year and they could take in whatever greens fees they get? It'd That's be more right. than a million. Uh, yeah, but whatever right, the right. whatever that number is, do they just pay a set number every year and then they are completely free to run it? Or do they pay Arnold Palmer to run it and Disney takes all the green fees? Could be either way. No idea. I suspect it's the first way because when you go to book it, it's all separate. It's a separate website. It's not done through. You can't do it through my Disney experience. Nothing through, right? Through Disney, like it's very different from all the rest of the Disney websites. It's still terrible. It's still a bad website. So it's very Disney in that aspect. But oh, it's so bad, isn't it? That's worse than the, like you look at the Disney website uh, and we give it problems, but then you go to the golf one and you're like, man, it could be a lot worse. Couldn't when it? I tried to cancel our reservation, it took <laughs> me like 45 minutes. I had no idea how to get into this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best system, but anyway. I'm actually surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because you love hotels, but I know like you love the grounds. You love walking around like you love. Yeah, Coronado but it hasn't taken away. Around. It still hasn't taken away. Coronado still Coronado. Yeah. Like if they completely decimate it. Ooh. Yeah, I just more think of like sight lines and yeah, look at sight just lines, the way it looks. I just hope it. Like, if they bulldoze the Polynesian and put three high-rises in, yeah, that would irritate me. Yeah. But they still have the same grounds. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now, will this make you angry if there's no longer a way to walk from the Polynesian to the Grand Floridian? No, they won't take that away. The pit, no, they, I don't think that they'll take that away. Well, that's where they're building it, though. It's on that walkway. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think they're going to keep that walkway intact. Possibly. Probably. But they got to put a parking lot for this thing. They got to do like, there's a lot more infrastructure to it than just plopping a building down along the water. They did say there's going to be an infinity pool at this resort. Did you see that? Yes. That's kind of neat. Like when you look at, you sit in the pool and you look out to the lagoon and it's going to look like you're just off into the, to the end there. I like that aspect of it. reflections that thing 
Why don't they build that? If they're going to build hotels, they might as well build both of them. Moderation parts, moderation. I guess, but they already started that one. They broke ground on it. They cleared out a bunch of stuff. Like, they already started investing in that. I mean, obviously, they found out it was a sunk cost, so they just stopped. But why start a whole new project when you already started one? Especially if it's a hotel. It's not like they can get a whole lot more. Maybe it's a lot more rooms they can get at this one. I don't know enough about that. I don't know. I'm down on that. Yeah. Again, once again, you're the voice of reason here, Pards. So that's good. I just I, think they desperately need the one and two bedrooms. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know. Just You're talking just at the poly or just in general for DVC? No, at the poly, because the poly is like the only DVC that doesn't have that. Gotcha. They just have the bungalows and the studios. And the studios, so they desperately need that. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess that's a that's a different way to look at it. All right. Well, I don't have anything else here. Do you want to take our second break? Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Back from break, episode 415 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We talked about some news from Walt Disney World this week. We uh, we talked about our video on YouTube, the uh, Steakhouse 71. I almost said Yachtsman Steakhouse. Steakhouse 71 lunch review, youtube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. That'd be a place for brunch. Yachtsman? Oh, oh, oh. Any steak. Oh, Shula's. I bet Shula's would have a mean brunch. Uh, Can you imagine a Shula's breakfast? How good that would be? I'm messing you up right now, aren't I? Yeah. Because you love I, breakfast. I do. I've always liked it. That's like a perfect place to have breakfast, too, at Shula's. So perfect. Very nice. Uh, you... Just throw the curveball right there. Anyway. I mean, your Polynesian break music, I'm just thinking that was such a great staycation when we scored a D, uh, Polynesian DVC for a weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got that uh, for a pretty good rate, too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we got it like in the threes, low, mid, low to mid threes. Back when you could get a good deal once in a while. Remember like how I'd right. be like, oh, we got a good deal. We're going in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just sat around at that 
pool bar. You didn't even have a great, tacos. like you had a good room, but you didn't have really a balcony, right? Because you were on the first floor. Yeah, we were on the first floor and it was overlooking the, basically the monorail. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, that, that pool bar, the pool's nice there. Yeah, well, we, and we didn't go to, we, we did the weasel pool for a while. Right. But then we just went over to their DVC pool, which is fantastic. Yeah. Because there's nobody there because they all want to be at that big main pool. Because of the slide and everything, yeah. I mean, that pool, that pool complex is fantastic, especially the views of the Magic Kingdom, but it's Oh, just the Seven Seas Lagoon, just, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I definitely get the appeal in staying at the Polynesian. It's a great resort, kids. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, especially with kids. It's like the perfect deluxe if you have young kids. I it think. really it really is because the restaurants aren't over the top. Right. They got great quick service, great pool bar options. And now especially with the theming, Moana theme, the kids yeah. love that, you know. Oh, it's a great resort. Hospital. You just jump on the monorail, go to the go yeah, to the, the park camera. for a few hours and then yeah. just come right back and Take a nap and do a little pool action. Mm-hmm. It's a great resort. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add here for this week, do you? I do not. All right. Well, you know where to find us online at WDWBTG.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Again, our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates subscribe and leave us uh reviews wherever you download your podcast we do appreciate that and uh i guess you can oh you can always email the show info at wdwbtg.com mike at wdwbtg.com and gary at wdwbtg.com that's going to do it for episode number 415 of the wdw beyond the gates podcast for my co-host mike my name is gary thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-N.